Hey there, it's Trusty. And you know I love sitting at home, listening to good podcasts as much as I love going on adventures. And do I have a great one to recommend to all you smarty pants and smarty parents from the award-winning Go Kids Go team. It's called Snoop and Sniffy. What happens when Snoop, an experienced dog detective from London, gets sent to small-town Pflugerville to train clueless puppy Sniffy as an undercover agent? Mystery, adventure, and chaos! Seriously, the town of Pflugerville isn't Dolesville like Snoop expected, and he quickly realizes that he can't handle all the action without Sniffy by his side. Even when they're able to turn a blind eye to the alien superheroes and villains battling it out for control of Pflugerville, Snoop and Sniffy have their paws full solving wild and wacky mystery cases on Bark Street. Do you love to laugh? Do you love animals? Do you have the brightest mind since Sherlock Holmes? Then tag along. There are already eight seasons of hilarious canine crimes to solve. Search for Snoop and Sniffy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Smarty Pants, tell me, when the sun is shining and the weather's nice out, how do you like to get around? Go ahead, shout out some answers. I heard running... Skateboarding. Scooter. Hey, check out this trick. Put on rollerblades and fly a kite and let it pull you? Whee! I'm not so sure about that last one. I also heard a lot of you say you like to ride your bike. And whether you're sporting a small wheeler, middle wheeler, road bike, cruiser, mountain bike, dirt bike, or BMX, riding a bike is pretty awesome. And if you don't know how to ride one yet, all it takes is practice. And the best part is, once you learn how to ride a bicycle, you never forget. It's just like riding a bike. Simply put, bikes are super popular. More than half of all the people in the world know how to ride a bike. And according to some estimates, there are more than 2 billion bikes on the road right now. That means there are more than twice as many bicycles worldwide as there are automobiles. People use bicycles to get to work, run errands, stay in shape, or just have fun. Want to go for a ride? But how are bicycles invented? How are you able to balance on them? And how come you never forget how to ride one? It's time for another whiff of science on... Who's smarted? Who's smarted? Who's smart? Is it you? Is it me? Is it science or history? Listen up, everyone. We make smarting lots of fun. And who's smarted? No matter where you live, there's a good chance you'll see people riding bicycles. Maybe you even rode one today. But believe it or not, bike riding is a relatively new activity. Huh? The first two-wheeled vehicle that looked kind of like a bike didn't even appear until 200 years ago. But it wasn't anything like the bicycles we have today. So what do you think led to the creation of the first bike? Was it A, a wacky racing contest? All right, gents, anything on two wheels is allowed in this race. <laughs> Nothing can beat my rolling bathtub. Oh, yeah? Check this out. Whoa, what do, what do you, you call, call that? that? Or was it B, the circus. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, turn your attention to the center ring, where a bear will ride a two-wheeled contraption. 
or C, a volcano? Uh, we better run! Run? I would never. Instead, I will build a bicycle and ride away. Well, believe it or not, the answer is C, a volcano? Really? That's crazy. I was just joking. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. <gasps> About 200 years ago, in the spring of 1815, one of the largest volcanic eruptions on record happened at Mount Tambora in Southeast Asia. The ash cloud caused by the explosion was so enormous, it actually cooled temperatures around the world. The effects were devastating. Crops didn't grow, creating a food shortage. And because of that, the number of animals worldwide began to shrink, including one that was essential for getting around. Can you guess what animal that was? Here's a hint. That's right, the horse. A German inventor named Carl von Dre realized just how big a problem this was. Without horses, what are we to do? How will I get to the store to buy strudel, schnitzel, or bratwurst? How will I go visit Aunt Helga? I have to think of something. Let me get the old wheels turning in my head and... Oh, that's it! Sensing a need for alternate transportation, Carl von Dre hammered together a new vehicle, attaching two wooden wheels to a wooden frame. He added handlebars and an upholstered leather saddle. The final product was a simple device weighing 50 pounds, or 23 kilograms, about twice the weight of a bike today. Dre brought his new invention to Paris, where it quickly became a hit. Uh, please, try my new device. I call it the... What do you think he called it? Why, of course, he called it... The Dreisane, named after me, Karl von Dreis. Why, what did you think I was going to call it? Not only was this not called a bicycle, it didn't work like a bicycle either. Huh? For starters, there were no pedals. Uh, uh, pedals? Oh, oh, why would you need pedals? Uh, uh to make it go? To make it go, you simply run with your feet. And then, once it's going good, you jump on the seat and coast along. And when you need to stop, there's a cord you pull that stops the back wheel. Yeah. Despite the odd name and crazy design, the Tracienne was a huge success for a time. When bad roads forced riders to use footpaths, people complained. Hey, I'm walking here. And cities began banning them. Ah. But other inventors tinkered with the design and a new, stronger metal bike frame featuring pedals and rubber tires appeared in the 1860s. Around this time, the term bicycle was coined in France. But more people referred to this kind of bicycle by another name, the penny farthing. The penny farthing became very popular with thrill-seeking young people of the time. Yo, check it out! I can do all kinds of tricks with this thing, like, go forward! While it was technically a bicycle, this redesign still wasn't anything like the bikes of today. 
For starters, the Penny Farthing had a huge front wheel, the size of a monster truck tire, and a small back wheel, almost like a training wheel. It did have pedals, but they were connected to the front wheel, and the seat was almost directly on top of it, about four to five feet above the ground. How tall are you? Are you around five feet tall? That's pretty tall, especially for a bike, and that made just getting on it rather difficult. Still, these bikes moved much faster than earlier models and ushered in a new age of bicycle racing. And they're off! Unfortunately, these giant wheels and front seats made the bikes incredibly dangerous. A sudden stop would often land a rider on his head. And they're down! And keep in mind, nobody was wearing helmets back then. Ooh, and they're hurt! Ouch! Safer bikes became more popular in 1885, when British inventor John Kemp Starley introduced one with equal-sized wheels, center pivot steering, and pedals with gears and a chain drive. This bicycle, called the Rover, is the basic design for the bike we use today, and it had a huge impact on everyday life. Road conditions were greatly improved, and fashion designs were changed so people could ride more easily. When the first automobiles were created, some of their parts were actually bicycle parts. And pioneers in the auto industry and the aviation industry, including Wilbur and Orville Wright, the inventors of the airplane, started out as bicycle makers. Improvements in other modes of transportation did hurt bike sales for a time. But in the past 50 years, bicycles have become very popular once again, amid efforts to combat pollution and traffic. And people have also found bike riding is just a cool, fun way to stay healthy. And for kids, you don't need a driver's license to ride a bike. But how exactly are you able to ride a bike? What keeps you from falling over? And why don't you ever forget how to ride a bike? We'll pedal through these answers right after this quick break. Hi, Trusty here with a special message for all the parents and guardians listening. I know how important it is for your child to excel in every way possible, especially when it comes to education. Well, thanks to my friends at IXL, you don't have to go it alone. IXL is a personalized learning platform that's transforming the way children master everything from math to social studies. IXL's interactive courses and immediate feedback ensure learning is super engaging and accessible for every student, pre-K through 12th grade. Imagine that, a tool that grows with your child, offering personalized recommendations based on their progress. And we know it works because we've used it ourselves. Adam Tex Davis, co-creator of Who Smarted, used IXL to help his daughter stay on top of her schoolwork and excel in her classes. Backed by research, students who use the IXL program are more likely to get higher test scores because IXL functions like a tutor. And whether your child needs help with homework, classwork, test prep, or is looking for a challenge, IXL has you covered. And all of that at an affordable rate. A one-month subscription to IXL costs less than what most tutors charge for an hour. And one subscription is good for every child in your household. Join the millions of parents who trust IXL and make an impact on your child's learning today. Oh, and who smarted listeners get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up now at IXL.com smarted. 
Visit IXL.com slash smarted to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. IXL Learning. Inspire. Excel. Learn more at IXL.com. Hey there, smarty moms, dads, adults, and anyone who loves great food but doesn't always have the time or energy to grocery shop, prep, and cook a big meal. Well, take it from me, the trusty narrator. I found the perfect solution to having delicious, home-cooked meals without all the time and hassle. It's called Factor Meals. With Factor Meals, you can forget about all the shopping, chopping, or even washing dishes. That's because Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals arrive at your door ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. That's right. With Factor, you and your family are always just two minutes away from chowing down on chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, delicious gourmet meals. From calorie smart to protein plus to vegetarian to keto options, Factor has six menus guaranteed to meet your wellness goals. And with over 35 meal choices and 60 add-ons weekly, your taste buds will never get bored. I personally started ordering Factor meals last month for those busy days when I want a tasty lunch or dinner that fills me up and crushes my nutrition goals, but I only have five minutes to cook it. And Factor 100% delivers on time, every time. So head on over to factormeals.com slash smarted50 and use code smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code smarted50 at factormeals.com slash smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now back to Who Smarted? Billions of people ride bicycles every day. And perhaps you're one of them. But do you know how you're doing it? How is it that people of all shapes and sizes can stay upright on those two skinny wheels? What do you think? Do you suppose there's something special about the wheels? Could the bike's movement be a factor? Or is the magic not in the bike itself, but in you, the rider? Believe it or not, this is actually something that continues to be studied by scientists today. Let's take a look at the wheels and the movement first. Some scientists have said that a bicycle wheel spin is what keeps the bicycle up, something called the gyroscopic effect. It's what happens when you roll a coin across a table. As long as it's moving quickly, it won't fall over. And the same effect happens when bikers move fast. It's easy to coast along when you get enough speed. It's a sound theory, but there's one problem with it. If the wheel spin is all you need to stay up, then you wouldn't have to learn how to ride a bike without falling. So while the spinning wheel helps, many scientists believe the greatest force behind bike balance is you. When you learn to ride a bike, you tend to steer left and right a lot, turning into the direction you're falling. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Keeping your wheel underneath you so you stay up. This back-and-forth wobbling becomes less noticeable once you become a skilled rider. But it's still happening ever so slightly, especially when you move slowly or come to a complete stop without planting your feet. Scientists say that by learning this wobbling skill, you're learning how to keep a bike upright. And once you learn it, you never forget it. And why is that? Well, it all has to do with how your brain stores memories. Certain memories, like your most embarrassing moment in first grade, or your favorite summer vacation, or the name of an old friend, 
These are called declarative memories. Declarative memories are memories that you can talk about. And over time, your brain may forget some of them as it makes new memories. Sorry I forgot your birthday. But yo, watch me pop this sick wheelie. But certain skills you learn, such as walking or playing a musical instrument, these are called procedural memories. They're basically your brain's instructions on how to do things. Riding a bike falls into this category. Procedural memories are stored in a different part of your brain, in an area that's well-protected and doesn't get impacted by memory loss. So once you learn how to ride a bike, that memory stays with you forever. Um, now, where did I park my bike? Big shout out to our fans, Connor and Dylan in Menlo Park, California. We heard it was just your birthday, Connor. So happy birthday from your friends at Who Smarted. This episode, Bicycles, was written by Dave Beaudry and voiced by Taya Garland, Adam Tex Davis, Max Kamaski, Jim Tenspeed Eisler, and Jerry Colbert. Additional voices, technical direction, and sound design by Josh Hahn. Who Smarted is recorded and mixed at the Relic Room Studios. Our associate producer is Max Kamaski. The theme song is by Brian Suarez. Lyrics are written and performed by Adam Tex Davis. Who Smarted was created and produced by Adam Tex Davis and Jerry Colbert. This is an Atomic Entertainment production.